0: From the halls of Congress, probably to your dining room table, there seems to be a confusion amongst Generation X and their parents, the baby boomers, about the millennial mindset and certainly the Generation Z after us. They seem perplexed and somewhat shocked when they hear about attitudes we hold about different things such as work and leisure and all that other stuff. So I thought I'd make an episode detailing and explaining our mindset as millennials and hopefully this can give you the listener some insight or possibly some ammunition to give to your parents who are saying that you're crazy for thinking like that show them this tell them there are others of us out here (laughs) let's get to that in one second what's up guys welcome back to sundry thoughts podcast i want to welcome you to share this episode with a gen x or baby boomer friend of yours Let's jump right into it. And the first thing I'm going to say uh, is that I want you all to realize, uh, older people, younger people, that every generation in America, at least, does this to the generation before it. So you might think that this is a little dismissive. Millennials are being a little dismissive of their parents. They're being a little dismissive of their grandparents and their value system. And perhaps that's the case. But I want to remind you that that has always been the case. Uh, Because when Elvis Presley was young and he was uh, dancing and gyrating on stage, you better believe that the generation before him was saying that that was devil music and that he was leading the young people astray and that the young people were being twisted and warped. And the young people were dancing and having a great time and they made him famous. And this is just the way the world goes. They just denied and rejected their parents' ethos when it came to music, when it came to dancing, when it came to conservative-like you know bearing and all that good stuff and this is how the world goes in america different different worldviews approach that differently but in the american mind this is nothing new so you know i don't want anyone to get offended and say millennials who do they think they are (laughs) the millennials think they're americans and they're acting in that way they're acting just like their forefathers before them Uh, so let me just say that and get that out the way first so what I'm gonna do in this episode is I'm going to name three things. I'm gonna talk about just three things uh, that uh, I've been talking about recently with you know the mentor, the parents, the friends. Um, and these are major topics that I've seen that have come up in my conversations that I see that there's just simply a chasm between the millennial and the Gen X person. Like it's, they totally miss each other on this. And I think that it can be helpful to realize We just ain't going to see eye to eye on this. And no one has to get offended. No one has to get mad. It's a value thing. No one's being difficult. No one's being, you know, antagonistic. It's just a a difference of opinion that's rooted in a value system. And this is where parents, you know, have to kind of let go of the notion that I didn't raise you to be like that. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you're a millennial, and most of them are at this point, is an adult then they're going to have many things in them that you didn't put in them. And that's the nature of being a human being. You have free will. You have the ability to choose. And what a beautiful thing that is because I have some white friends that if their parents would have decided to only allow what their parents put in them, they would be raging racist today. So thank God for change. (laughs) Let's get to the three things. The first thing is going to be advice The second thing is going to be gratitude in the context of upbringing. And the third thing is going to be work. Now, for those of you who've had conversations like this with parents, grandparents, you already know how this is going to go. But let's get into it anyway, starting with advice. I was talking to my father the other day. Me and my sister were actually talking to my father the other day. And he said, hey, man, I'm just really trying to give you all some advice. And, you know, um, you know, of course you know, I'm your father. I'm not going to ever tell you anything wrong or I'm not going to intentionally tell you anything wrong. Anything I tell you is going to be to the benefit of you because I want the best for you. Um, So, of course, you would take that advice. Right. And we said, well, it depends. (laughs) And he was like, well, what do you mean? It depends. You already know that the advice is safe in its intent. You already know that I would never try to steer you wrong at all as a matter of fact my intent is the opposite like i want to make sure everything that you do is successful and i want you to be more successful than even me so why wouldn't you at least it listen to the advice and you know then take the advice in most cases and we were like well it depends like what like expertise do you have now my dad's a dj and so later on in the conversation not not like later later on but a few minutes later he was like well so if I told you to listen to a certain song, you know, I'm a DJ, you know, would you listen to it? And we were like, yeah, we would listen to it. And he was like, okay, well, what's the difference? Like, I'm your dad. Like, you know, and I'm telling you something about life and we like, okay, but like there is a real level of expertise that you have as a DJ. Also, I know your body of work as a DJ. I've seen you DJ. I've seen how seriously you've taken this and I've seen this all my life. So there's a certain credibility you have as a DJ in my mind. So if you tell me to listen to a song, I'm going to listen to it off GP general principle because you are who you are. And I know this, and it ain't got nothing to do with the kinship relationship. It got everything to do with your expertise. And if you're listening to me as a parent, and you've been trying to tell your millennial uh, child something, and they're probably an adult and you're trying to lead them in some life way, What I found, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, because there are gonna be exceptions in both camps, but what I found is that a lot of Generation X parents feel that because they have lived life for so long, when they give out general life advice, it should be accepted by their millennial child because their child, although they are an adult, they have not lived as long. And here's where the breakdown happens. Most millennials, including myself and my sister, we're not looking for the years, we're looking for the fruit what have you done? So you might say, well, I suggest that you treat your money like this, 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 because trust me, I I used to think, you know, in a way about my money. And I've learned that it's really best for you to do A, B, or C. And my question at that point is not, okay, do you care about me? My question is, what have you done with your money that makes you think that I should listen to you about money? (laughs) And listen, I hear Excuse me. I hear that sounds a little cold, but it's really not cold if you're taking someone's advice and you're going to move your life like you're going to take steps in your life that could cause you to either succeed or to be in peril based upon the word of a person. It does not matter if that person is your nephew or your father or your mother. If they don't know what they're talking about, it's probably best for you to consult the expertise uh, or excuse me, the experts who have some expertise in that field because I don't need you to care about me but not know what you're talking about because when I am in peril, it doesn't matter that you didn't mean for me to be in peril, I'm still here. (laughs) I'm I'm here struggling because I followed your advice. Now, let me say this. If that's not the case, that's a whole nother conversation. Like if mom and dad uh, bought a house and they have been maintaining a house and now it's time for you to buy a house, this is the truth. Most millennials, and I think most millennials again would agree with me, they're going to their mom and dad. It's not even a situation where it's like, oh, my mom and dad trying to give me advice. No, I'm calling mom and dad like, yo, what do you guys think about X, Y, and Z? Do you think I should do this? Why? Because you have expertise in this category And this is very important now. This might be for a few reasons with the advent of technology, I realized technology wasn't what it was in the 70s as it is now. Um, But with the advent of technology, I can literally get expert advice at the click of a finger or the click of a button. Excuse me. I can literally just hit a few buttons on my phone and I am now like able to access dozens of expert advice on a particular topic and so by the time mom and dad come with oh you should do this I already have a database to cross reference that advice against because I've already googled it and I'm I mean I think I think some generation x people are just like that uh but I'm in my experience there are some generation x people who despite that or you know maybe they don't do that They still feel like when I say something, it needs to be taken at face value. And what happened is um, in my experience is that, you know, my mom was a little hurt that it was like, well, you're not just going to do it because I'm your mom. And it was like, well, what that mean? Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, love you, but I don't know that I'm going to take your advice because you you care. That's 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 most important. First of all, you y'all know me on my channel you know, don't give advice if you don't care. Like that's, that's number one. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's more important. Don't get me wrong. Like if no one cares, then as far as life advice, I'm not talking about like medical advice and things like that. If you don't care, then don't bother like opening your mouth because why should I listen to you if you don't care? So I'm not saying that's not important. That is very important. However, when it comes to the action, when it comes to, okay, now you're not acting upon it even when it comes to the, okay, yeah, no, I'm going to give that equal weight. If you don't have any body of evidence stating or like indicating that you have taken your own advice, I'm glad you care, but something's wrong with that. Like, and I would say biblically, something's wrong with that. Like you got to be the first partaker. If you're going to be doling out all kinds of advice, don't tell me that you're going to help me or give me some some pointers on how to think well on how to avoid conspiracy theories. And these are all, I'm alluding to some previous episodes, go and check them out if you haven't. Uh, and I'm out here, you know, conspiracy central, you know what I'm saying? Conspiracy theory central. You know, I'm, I'm all over YouTube talking about nonsense, no evidence, just for, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm out here and instead of making my, my thinking well and making my mind, a beautiful garden and a wonderful castle I'm out here, you know, just holding grudges and I'm out here, you know, lying to myself and thereby lying to other people. My credibility is shot and it doesn't matter that I'm your friend. I'm not taking my own advice. You shouldn't take it either. If it's not good enough for me, why should it be good enough for you? So that's the advice category. Now, how are you to deal with that with a millennial? And I'm speaking directly to those who are not millennials now. Don't take it personally. Don't take it as a sign of disrespect. Don't take it as a sign of not being loved. Decide that you're going to say, you know what? Maybe that makes sense. Maybe it makes sense that you want to see some body of evidence first. Because Abel went to the field with his brother and his brother still killed him. It wasn't like, Oh, you, my brother, I would never do that. Uh, Apparently it didn't matter. So, I think you can learn to respect someone who would say, I love you because you're my mother or you're my father or you're my uncle or you're my grandfather. But like, I need to see your body of work before I just take whatever you're saying as, you know, yeah, no, that's worth equal weight as someone who's an expert because it's just not. And so I would just say, don't take it personal. So let's get. So, to work with this as efficiently as possible, I want to start by saying that, first of all, this category that we're talking about, this. The second thing is gratitude in the context of upbringing. And before I get into it, I want to say this uh, because this is very important. Present in any action is the consequence of that action. And I'll say that again and I'll use a different word. Embedded in every action, not any and every action is the consequence of that action. And I say that because I want everyone to understand that if you are a parent, your child did not ask to be here, but you did. And that's whether you actually wanted them or not if you wanted them enough to lay down or if you wanted to lay down with somebody enough then you wanted a child and just you wanted them enough because if you step off a ledge then you really want to fall oh i didn't choose to fall i just stepped off but you already know the law of gravity and the law is unforgiving and you will fall (laughs) and what is going to be what is going to be hopefully the ledge is like three feet and you good but all that to say I wanted to say that first because here's where it comes down to in the millennial mindset. If you've paid the bills and you have put food on the table and you've taken care of the house and you've made sure the kids had what they needed, then you have done your job and perhaps you've done a good job and it is worthy enough to say, Hey mom, Hey dad, good job. But it does not, it does not go farther than that. And I want you to understand my Gen X listener, uh, my baby boomer listener, that no millennial or not no millennial let me not say that there are exceptions uh but mostly no millennials are walking around here radiating with thanksgiving for you paying bills when they were children and they not supposed to be thinking about bills anyway and this is of course a blessing that we are even able to think about that uh so in that way we do absolutely stand on the shoulders of those who came before us but you know, in conjunction with that, because I think those I think these two things can coexist. uh, You're not getting any praise for doing your job other than a hearty and felt like heartfelt. Good job. And if you want anything beyond that, then you're not going to get that from most millennials. And so I would implore you to just go on about your life, you know, move on because they're not really interested in giving that to you. But I want you to realize this. They're not interested in giving that to themselves. Most millennial parents I know, I know several, they actually still even though they have relatively young children, so let me put that caveat in there. Uh they still feel like, yeah, no, I'm just doing my job. Like this ain't nothing serious. I definitely, you know, had sex, so I got a baby. Um some of them wanted the baby, some of them understood uh, very clearly, uh, that they was going to have a baby. Eventually some of them was out here wilding, but mostly all of them are just like, yeah, this is my child. So I'm going to do for my child. It ain't even, you know, this is, not, it's, it's taken for granted in their mind, not as a child, but as the parent. And so I, I assure you, I am not telling my millennial friends. Oh, you're so good. I, you're such a great person. Did y'all, I wonder if y'all did that for each other when y'all had kids growing up. Did y'all tell each other how wonderful of, you know, people y'all were cause y'all were doing y'all parental duty? I wonder that. Maybe you could let me know. But we don't do that. You got a child, so you already know you gotta go pick your child up. You gotta feed your child, you gotta do what you need to do. Cause, you know, duh, like that's what you chose. And here's where I want to bring this uh to kind of like something that's going to be a little bit more practical. First of all, don't sit there waiting for it, of course. But also when it comes to parents in particular, please do not feel that your kid does not honor you because they don't feel like this. Because I want to let you know that honoring paying bills and putting food on the table and all this other boring stuff, honestly, that is not not honoring you as a parent. Because a parent a parent is so much more than a, a financial provider, and I feel like perhaps this is just low the low income like situation I grew up in but uh but I feel like a lot of parents kind of like bring their parenthood back to that. It's like, "Oh,, uh, I paid this bill, I made sure you had." That's nonsense stuff. Like when you talk to millennials and other generations who really have good relationships with their parents and they say they love their parents and they trust their parents, they start talking about things like guidance and trustworthiness and the ability to not be judged and the ability to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, this the real right here. This is much more important than, oh, you paid a bill when I was a kid. Cause of course you did. Why wouldn't you? But you know what you didn't have to do? You didn't have to reserve judgment that time. I told you, yo, I just, you know, did something crazy at the school, or I just, you know, did the thing you told me not to do. And now I'm suffering the consequences. And now instead of being judgmental, you saying, how can I help? Those are real things. (laughs) And man, let me tell you this. That's where the millennial honor is coming in. The Bible says to honor your mother and your father, but it does not say why. So do not get mad because they're not honoring you for the reasons you honor your parent. That's a mistake. You might honor your parents for doing all that. That's cool. That's not that's not what we honor. But the the best thing about it is that the Bible don't say honor for this reason or for that reason. It just says honor. So if they're honoring you in their own way, you might not you might not appreciate it. But you can't ask nobody to honor you according to how you view honor. You have to appreciate what they're doing. And let me say this, too. um, And this is this is a challenge, I think, to a lot of Gen X parents. You have to be the kind of person that your millennial adult child is gonna honor it's not it's not just about what you did when they were a child who are you now because now i see you not as mom not as dad but i see you as your name what kind of individual are you are you vindictive are you spiteful and hateful and attitudey because if so Unless your child is exactly like you, they're going to be looking at you like, "Dag, I mean, I love you, but eh, you're a little eh." And I think a lot of people want to. I think it's a cheat code. It's a it's it's a shortcut in the most uh, pejorative sense I can think when I say short when I say shortcut to say, "Well, you gotta you gotta think well of me because I'm your I'm your mother." No, I might have to honor you, but if you're not someone who is worthy to be thought well of i'm going to think of you as you should be thought of and this is why you can't ever stop working on yourself this is why you can't ever try to take any character shortcuts because who you are is going to bear out in the long term be a good mom be a good dad but be a good person and you know none is good but the father so really what that means is you know be like christ you know, strive to be like Jesus. Jesus ain't have no physical, like biological kids. So what that means is you got to be the kind of person who is like Jesus toward everybody. And what I've seen is that some parents like to, uh, they want their kids to look at them in some special way because they were especially loving to them because those were their kids. But if you are a vindictive person to everybody in the world, trust me you have been vindictive to your children because that's who you are so gratitude for upbringing and i hope that helps so let's get to the third thing this is the last thing is work so this is (laughs) man shout out to uh i think it was bb stokes from faith number two this uh church in maryland she put on facebook the other day she said some of these young people don't want to work she said if you gave them a job sleeping they will wake up to quit (laughs) I almost fell out reading that status. Shout out to you, BB Stokes. She definitely is not a millennial. She's a uh, Generation X, I believe. Um, and I don't know. I have no idea how old uh, she is, really. But you look good, sister BB. Keep on doing what you're doing. So let's talk about work real quick. Millennial mindset when it comes to work is not about utility, and I think this is the biggest difference between the baby boomers and even Generation X. Uh, I know someone who was born in the 80s but i would say the millennial range and i probably should have said this way earlier but i feel like millennial range starts around 1987 maybe 85 i could go there but people i've known who were born before like 86 85 they pretty much in gen x in their mindset from what i have seen that's only my experience and again uh there are um you know i'm, I'm sure there are exceptions there and i'm sure it's a bit of a gray area but for us Millennials, we're not working nine times out of 10 just to say we're working. Like I'm not satisfied to have a job and say I have a job and feel good about the work I'm doing because I have a job. What's gonna make me feel good about the work I'm doing is that I enjoy the work I'm doing or I enjoy what fruit the work I'm doing is producing. And I feel like when I have met people who, fallen outside the gen uh the millennial range and they've fallen more to the gen x they just like to work to say they working like it's almost like they feel like going back to the accomplishment thing it's the same thing with the bills i think they think they're accomplishing something by just having a job and i would say they are but it's just a minimal thing you're accomplishing like it's not it's not very praiseworthy because the question is not do you have a job or are you working in my opinion, the question is, what are you working toward? The question is, why are you working there? Now, here's where I might differ for some millennials. I do believe that work is good. I think you should work for work's sake. However, I do not think that you should work for work's sake and then like feel good that you're doing that. I think you should feel Motivated to do the work that you need to be doing. I think that work. I think working is a step above not working, but that's it. Like you know what I mean. Like it's not. It's not anything more than that. And when I talk to people, or when you hear people talk who don't feel like that, it's almost like if you're talking to like a fifty-something-year-old, a lot of the times, what'll happen? It'll it'll go like this. Hey, da da da. So where are you working? me i work at x full-time benefits whatever x is they're gonna continue the conversation. and they're gonna say oh that's so good good for you and they're gonna move on that's gonna be it that's gonna be the conversation they ain't got no more questions because usually what that means is you're doing what you're supposed to do and good for you where it is if you talk to gen z if you're talking to millennials you might hear that but you also might hear do you like it or what do you like about it or is that what you want to do it's a very important distinction because it's not enough to just be working what are you working for why are you working there because you could work anywhere oh well you know i work at you know i'm you know i'm a conductor on a train oh that's what's up And a lot of times what will happen is a millennial be like, yeah, well, that's just for now. I'm trying to do it. So a lot of times they're even if you're talking, they're telling you, yeah, I'm doing this for now. But what I'm really trying to do or I'm in school, I'm in school because I'm trying to do this or I'm thinking about doing that. It's always a why. It's always a reason. It's always a thing that they're reaching for. And that is the difference that I've seen. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some millennials and Gen Gen Z people who do not feel like me. They feel like the goal is to not work. They feel like I just want to be sitting on the beach chilling. I just want to relax. I don't believe that. That's not my personal belief. Uh, But for the sake of, um, you know, just kind of keeping this as clean as possible. Most millennials uh, who you'll find yourself in conversation with and enjoying the conversation, (laughs) if you're a Gen Z person or a baby boomer, It's they don't feel like they just want to sit back, you know, on a beach, like, you know, drinking Corona's LOL. (laughs) Uh, They want to uh, they want to work, but they want to do meaningful work. They want to work, but they don't want to be abused at work. To give you an example of another example of distinction, something else you'll hear is a job is a job. And usually it'll be said in the context of this abuse word I'm talking about. There are jobs that are better than the job you have. There are jobs that are different, maybe not better, but they're different. There are jobs that micromanage and there are jobs who, yo, for the most part, they let you do your thing. If you're getting a job done, you know, they happy with you and we got some meetings, but outside of that, you know, go forth and prosper. And this is where the work changes for the millennial. I need to be in that job. And again, we stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. Um, shout out to uh parents and grandparents who made it possible for us to say okay I think I want to go to college and I want to study this and I want to do this but I would remind all Gen parent Gen X parents that this is what you were told by your baby boomer grandparents which is go to school go to college because in their day you could make so much more money doing that some of our parents in Gen X did that Uh, Some of them didn't. And then now they're saying I could have had a better job. But at this point, for our Gen Z brothers and sisters, uh, just for all of you uh, older people to know, um, college is no longer the answer. It still goes back to what do you want to do? Because you can leave college and make. And we talked about this a bit on our labor shortage, so I won't belabor the point. uh, But you can go to college and make 30, get out and make thirty thousand dollars but your grandfather could have did the same thing at the GM plant literally in the 70s in the 60s the same amount of money actually it was more money cuz $30,000 then was probably what's equivalent to like $55,000 now so you're making less money for more education now so things are worse um and I'm not you know trying to blame you know our grandparents for making it worse but some but somebody did it just f- as <laughs> fyi <laughs> but anyway that's what it is uh, for work. It's not about just working. What am I producing? What is What am I working toward? Why am I working here? Well, let me add this to uh, work as well, because um, I don't want to close without saying this. And I think this could be helpful for our Gen X people and baby boomers to realize about millennials generation Z. First of all, with the advent of technology, you got people who are making TikTok videos who are making literally $5,000 just to like promote something. And you got people making YouTube videos, making literally 250,000, 500,000, a million dollars a year by talking on camera. And so we realized that, I mean, all work is really not created equal because you could work at a job, you know, working 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, and not make a million dollars in 10 years. And so there's number one, we just see that, it is so obvious that all work is not created equal. And it's obvious in a way that I don't think was the case uh, in the 70s, in the 80s, even in the 90s. The world is just different in that way. And the second thing I will say is that there was a time where you didn't have to ask the question of what you were working toward, because any job you had, literally a minimum wage McDonald's job was going to get you certain things. You could buy a car, you could buy a house, if you worked at a job full-time minimum wage. And so when it was like, what are you working toward uh, to live? But there are, I want you to appreciate this. This is so very important. There are many jobs out here where you can't afford to live by working them. So why would I work them? And I mean, I really, if you're finding this section in particular interesting, please go back and listen to labor shortage, uh, which is a previous episode I did a month ago or so, because You got jobs out here that are paying $12 an hour, and I guarantee you that unless you're on some type of assistance, I would say assistances, like you got more than one kind of subsidy from the government, from the state, you're just not going to be able to do a whole lot on $12 an hour. Not really. You're certainly not going to be able to buy a house. Uh, If you have more than one child, it's going to be very difficult for you. And just if you're a single person with no children, you're not going to be able to afford really anything. If you live in uh, the New York City metropolitan area, if you live on the West Coast, Seattle, uh, you know, L.A., if you live in Chicago, Philadelphia, Toronto, Austin, all these like cities, you which you ain't going to be able to do nothing with that. And also, usually if you're working 40 hours, if you're making twelve dollars an hour, it's a part time job anyway. That's usually how it goes. So it's not a situation where you got a bunch of people at McDonald's all work there full time. Most of them work there part time. So you're just not making enough money, basically. So hopefully you can appreciate that. And that's why our generation, we don't look at work like, oh, well, just go ahead and do it. It's better for me to not work if it's not going to do nothing for me, because at least now I can sit in a cafe on my laptop and strategize on how I'm going to get what I need, because I ain't going to get it working his part-time job at, you know, this restaurant. It's just not going to happen. So, yeah. So to close this episode out, let me give one word of admonition for all adults that is from the 18 or 22-year-old Gen Z person all the way up through the millennials, Gen X to the baby boomers uh to the baby boomers. You have to and we have to continue to adapt. And let me say this. There is a natural order of things here on God's green earth. And that order is that the older is preparing the way for the younger and the younger is going to take things over and they're going to create the world that exists as we know the world to be. So as of right now, the Victorian era people have no kind of say or sway as to how we do things because they're no longer here. And you have to pass that buck before you expire and you have to learn to adapt to it before you biologically expire so that all of your time here is spent in relevancy. And you want to remain relevant, not just so that you can stay young and energetic and all that stuff is good, but also so that you can pass on some things, some wisdom, some values that you have. Some of the values are going to be rejected. That's absolutely true. Um, But in a micro sense, not in like a general macro sense, you're going to pave the way for your values to be heard and analyzed and weighed when you have a relationship with younger people. If you want to pass on your value for work, you're not going to do it by saying, yo, these young people lazy in a general sense. And we all know that the young people are going to be like, okay, boomer, <laughs> and they're going to move on. And that's the same thing for us millennials. I remember when the TikTok thing kind of happened, a lot of millennials were like, ah, no, those are that's just that Gen Z thing. Those are those Gen Z kids playing around. Man, the funniest things I've seen and the funniest people I've seen are on TikTok. Some of the most talented people I've seen are on TikTok. And what I love about it is that there are baby boomers on TikTok. Some of them, or many of them, making TikToks with their grandchildren and great-grandchildren. There are plenty of Gen X people on TikTok and their kids are like rolling their eyes in the videos. And you gotta adapt, again, not just to stay relevant, but to be able to pass on your value system. There are people who can provide certain perspectives because they are not saying, oh, it's just those kids. You know what I'm saying? So I remember when I was a kid growing up, we would watch the news to see if there was a snow day. We watched a little ticker on the bottom screen, not by the time I got to high school, but in elementary school, that was the that was our reality. Now the kids just go on the website the night before. They get a text because they got the they got the school app on their phone, and they can just get a a notification straight through the app. Forget about going on a website. That's old school. I should not be mad at them for that and call them lazy or oh these kids don't. Die. No, how can I make technology better my life? Because I would rather like get a notification than watch a news program just for the sake of watching a ticker at the bottom of the screen. That's ridiculous. Like, why would I waste my time doing that if I can just get a notification? And we can be nostalgic about how that was the good old days and all that and how times were simpler. But times were also simpler when, you know, people were in caves, lighting fires and sleeping underneath the stars. But, you know, ain't nobody here to throw that in the ring because they're gone. And we need to recognize that we need to adapt to what's coming and not to what has been. Adapt to what is coming and not what has been. This has been an episode of Sunday Thoughts Podcast with your host, Carl. I appreciate you all tuning in and I want you to have a wonderful, wonderful day. Listen, this episode is going to be available like a lot of the previous episodes on our Facebook page Go and like us at sundry thoughts podcast you'll be able to listen right up there and comment on the video i want you to comment your thoughts if you're a gen x person or a baby boomer and your finger has been wagging this entire uh presentation please do put some finger wags down in the comment so i can shut you down millennial style just playing we'll uh, have a conversation i'll see you all in the next episode